Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Fred Fuck from long distance somehow gets it to go. We can't believe it. The hat and the glasses come off. Fred Funk with the birdie at 16. Preps on the tee with the Hawk, Fred Funk, who's out in the uh, the Netherlands of what? So you're, and um, by the way, my name is Chick. That's Fred Funk. I'm Chick Hernandez. You are tuning in to Terps on the T. I did that wrong, but it's okay. Um, so uh, do I go backwards first or forward? Let's go backwards first. You, I, I texted you last week because I was looking at the leaderboard and I'm like, I don't, I don't see Funk's name. What the hell happened? Not even at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I'm like, where is, where is, I, I, I asked very, when I texted you, I'm like, all right, you know, I, what's, what's going on? Is there, is there an issue? And then, so what happened? Well, we had to get tested a little further because we were going into Canada. So, so right. the protocols were a lot stricter again. We we're going back to like it all started. And I had, had my, charity classic. Right? Yeah. I had my uh, saliva test on Sunday and I was getting on the plane, checking in at six 30 in the morning in Denver airport said it expired an hour ago. And I, oh. and I went, okay. Uh, so what's that mean? So, well, you can retest for $250 up top and be terminal. And I did say, well, you got plenty of time. Got an hour and 45 minutes. You'll easily make it. Well, I didn't miss the first flight, had the good test, but missed the first flight. And then all the other <laughs> flights are booked solid. I can't get there other than taking another Air Canada flight from Denver to Toronto to Calgary. And I'm like, holy smokes, I got to cross the country almost entirely twice and just right. to get there. And I get on the plane. We sat there for three hours and 15 minutes at the gate in the airplane. And I'm watching my watch oh. and I lost my window of opportunity to catch that last flight out of Toronto because I had to test by nine o'clock Thursday morning when I got there. So I got off the plane and it still stayed there for another hour. It eventually went and uh, I got my luggage. I thought I was getting my luggage and I got my suitcase. My golf clubs went to Vancouver on the first plane I was supposed to be on, which is illegal. Nice. You're not supposed to have internationally. Yeah. Your bags got it. You got to go with the bags. And, and, right. uh, so I waited around, I got there at six 30. I left at six 30. I was 12 hours in Denver airport and, and oh. never left. And it was a long, long, frustrating day, but I went back to my Nothing better for a guy with back issues well, to do that. Sitting that sit that long. That's all. Yeah, good. it was, it was miserable, but it was just frustrating because I, I was trying to get there. I thought I did everything I needed to do. And I, I, it didn't matter. And I went back to no. my happy place where I'm building a golf course. The people out there are amazing so much fun and spent another four days out there so i was out there 11 or 12 days and it was great we're getting a lot done we're getting the grass uh you did you see the video oh i saw the How video oh yes i mean yeah. that's a special piece uh, of land so and my jaw dropped when you said you're you're going to stretch that out to eight thousand yards i went i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna oh sorry 84 well we had to we had initially had it and this honest truth and no exaggeration uh we had it at between 79 and then we were getting it to 81 and it was going to play too short. 
because we're putting fescue grass in that's really fast and firm. And we have okay. uh, a lot of downhill holes. Actually, we have 15 level and downhill holes and only three holes uphill. We're also at 5,000 okay. feet. So it's traveling. And if you got a guy, if we ever had a big tour event there, and it's designed to be a big, big event, if we ever had one, or people that hit it like that, like the amateurs. So if you take Roy McElroy, who flies it at 320 plus at sea level, he's going to fly at 350 plus there with with oh, no crap. wind. And it's and we got some of these holes where you'll roll out anywhere from 50 to 100 yards. So we hit 400 to 450 yard drive. So we have two par fours back to back. Number four and five are 585 and 595 that Rory Mac, my son played or hit drives on them when they're just dirt. He, he went out there about right. three weeks ago. He would have had an eight iron into both of them. Oh, and it's Lord. not even so running. Think what Bryson, it's not even running yet. Right. Right. So, right. Right. You're hitting in the dirt. So, um, wow. we started chasing yardage and then the, the developer started looking at records. What's the longest course in the world, longest in North America. So there's one in China at, uh, 8,500 and something yards, but it's at 10,500 feet. I wouldn't want to breathe in that place. I mean, that's really up there. No. And, uh, there's yeah. two in South Africa that are longer than us. And then, um, there's one in Massachusetts that's 84 something, uh, 83, almost 84. And uh, Robert Trent Jones trail course in Alabama in Huntsville is another one that is 83 something. So we were trying mm -hmm. to get past those. So we weren't chasing the, the ones out of country or out of North America, but we got the longest in North America, South America, and fourth longest in the world. And the irony, this, the, also, man, the selling point yeah. is the shortest player on the PGA Tour designing the longest golf course in North America. So I basically yeah, hate yeah. people that hit it a long way, and I'm trying to – yeah. Yeah. But I went out – made the fairways 10 yards wide, right? The fairways are 10 yards I, wide. <laughs> no, they're huge. Because you could hit huge those. Huge fairways. Right. I but, know. And what I also noticed in the video is that, though, you're – not to anybody who's listening, any amateur who's listening is going, oh, I can't play this course. You have made this an amateur-friendly course. Well, not, yes, as good as we could. I and mean, we have a lot of forced carries and stuff, but we have six sets of tees. The ladies right. are at uh, 4,900. And okay. the next setters at like 79, which would play to 772 to 7,000. Wow. And then you start dropping down, you're into the 6,000s and you're, but I went out there and yeah. I actually played, uh, I hit drives, I hit nine drives on three different tees on one, two, and nine. And I learned if you don't play the right tee, no matter how good or bad you are, you're stuck. I mean, you're, you, yeah. I can't fly, uh, the, the force carry on two is a true force carry from the three back right. tees. And for Taylor, it was no problem. He, it was 300 yard carry, but he adjusted down. Oh. down to 270 and okay. and then it's a little downhill as well so um it's like a 260 carry so he flew it 50 right. yards well he flew it further than that 60 70 yards over the fairway right. i go back there i'm in the middle of the crap way short <laughs> of all that yeah yeah i'm playing up yeah. when i get to play it i'm playing well up. i think There's the no idea question. is That's... we're going to try to play force the people to play it maybe a t further up than they should and then right. figure out the golf course and then move move yeah. back as they feel comfortable, and right. and do that. Well, but you know, so. but you know, golfers their their egos are such that like, oh no 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 no, until they you know, well, and then they put it in the shit several times, and they get. I, I would say by the fourth or fifth hole, their ego is gone. Okay, <laughs> if they do that, they're they're done. 
they're, they're right. going to lose a lot of balls. Right. And but it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of land, really a unique piece of land. And we're going to have uh, in three weeks, everything seeded, ready for it to grow in. So, wow. All right. So you missed the Shaw Charity Classic I did. in which Doug Barron, Doug Barron won. And it is uh, it is a it is a viral video because you, we've seen guys win and, you know, emotional reactions. But from the get go, once that final putt goes in, he is pumping his fist, running around the green, which was just hysterical. And then the post round interview, you know, it was just it was a guy enjoying it. Uh, and, you know, I, for anybody on any tour, any win, it's huge. Uh, and that was a second win, uh, I think this year. So, but it was just like one of these things where, I mean, he just, he looked like he was enjoying himself beyond, uh, it was hysterical to me. Okay. I'm going to counter that. <laughs> okay. And, uh, Doug, Doug's a really good friend of mine, but we also know he's a little spacey at times, you know, and, and okay. he, he kind of yeah. loses track. I don't want to say that. But he's a little spacey at times. Right. So when he putted that putt down to gimme range, he should have marked it and let Steve right. let Steve putt, even though it didn't right. mean anything to Steve because he already lost and right. he already had second wrapped up, so it didn't mean anything. So he right. he taps in, he goes berserk, he's dancing around the green, and Steve hadn't putted yet, yeah. and he's it, it's just not quite kosher to do that, and and Correct. it's it's not the most professional thing to do. It was somewhat enjoyable, but then when he's doing the interview and he throws out the F-bomb, which is not yeah, anything well, like Doug yeah. is. I don't even know whether he ever says that word in casual really? conversation. Wow. And he throws out the F-bomb. Wow. He was just so excited. He had no idea what he was saying. But yeah, you're out of your body. there's a backstory that the caddy of Steve Flesh went to the caddy of Doug, who I know very well, and, and uh -huh. almost wanted – I mean, he said – he does that again. I'm going to really? kick his butt. Really? And I thought they were going to go to blow from what I heard. They, they thought oh they were going to go to blows, but the two caddies, the two caddies. that's hysterical. So, I mean, not hysterical, but look, look although Tony kind of laughed you, you, them off, I should say, uh, uh, Baron's caddy kind of laughed them off. And the guy kept getting in his face from what I heard. Right. And he just right. said, all right, enough, right. just let it go. All right. I mean, no. it's out of body experience and, you know, it's not like he's got a history of doing that. It's one of those no. deals where he just lost his mind. He but just he also, lost his mind. He, he also little, was two spacing. down on the 16th tee and, yeah. and he hit a great shot on 16, makes birdie, flesh three putts, tied up, and they hit a great shot in the 17, makes that putt after Steve missed. He's one up. Uh, and then he goes to um, 18, hits the green in two. And Fleshy's way to heck over there, and it, and he puts it up so close to his game set match. So, right, it was it was awesome. Uh, uh, I've seen you. Uh, you you threw your hat down and uh, at the players. Um, any other reactions to your several wins? Where you just you had an out of body experience at all? No, not really. Uh, pumping my fist okay. a couple times or something. I didn't. The hat was the yeah outside the box one, and that came out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, I was feeling the heat coming down the stretch. And I knew even though there was two guys behind Luke Donald and Scott Verplank, I had to dodge. Hopefully they weren't going to make birdies, but because mm -hmm. uh, the leaders were all over the place, Lehman was already in. Um, when I made that putt, I knew I had him and that those guys had to make birdie. And I just was so excited. I, Cause I three putted three holes of the last five. 
Oh, really? A three three putted 14, 15, and 17. I could have oh, so I could have walked so the... in. I was playing so good. Yeah. And and yeah. I couldn't get him. I had tough putts, but I hit a terrible right, putt on 17. Right. But anyway, when I made that putt, that was just true out of control, out of thought, absolute motion. And I actually left an imprint on the green that I said that um, the bill hit. It has a grass stain on the bill where it hit the green. And I always tell people the only reason Luke didn't chip in and hit that little impression that my hat made. <laughs> Could be true. Could be That's true. Nice. Could I didn't be. fix it. Could be because back because back then you couldn't fix it. I could. Right? I could fix my now own. Can. He can't. Oh, you can fix yeah, your own. Couldn't. Yeah, he right, 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 right. Uh, hey, Fred, could you mind? Would you mind? And Fred's like, nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm, I'm going to go over I, here and hang yeah, out. With I was, actually, Mark got away for the interview. He gave me the hug and and he says, great putt, but it's not over. And I went, it's over for me. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm done. I've, I've done all I can do. Uh, uh, PJ Tour at the Wyndham, it wasn't over. It was a two-hole playoff. And it looked like, you know, it looked like a bunch of fraternity members uh, at Sigma Chi at University of Maryland going out. Six guys in a playoff, just walking off the first tee. It was hysterical. Not hysterical for Adam Scott, who had to wait forever for his putt. Uh, a four-footer. Uh, and he's been putting well. And it was a straight putt that he absolutely pulled a Thurman Munson dead yank. Mm. And it was by the hole. And he could have won it, could have after one playoff hole or not even a playoff hole and been done. And he, he butchered it. Um, uh, I don't know what you saw of that tournament, but one of the cool things was Chesson Hadley. Um, and I'm stunned that a professional golfer who's he's been on tour for a few years. I met him at Bethesda Chevy Chase at a first tee event, um, introduced him to the crowd. I had no idea who he was other than PGA pro up and comer Chesson Hadley, who's, you know, he's probably one. 65 is he's thin as a rail tall and how much he got his first ace yep he got his first ace ever uh not including amateur including playing school <clears throat> golf everything first ever fi fires a final round 62 and gets into the fedex cup on the number 125 because adam scott i mean uh justin rose missed he bogeyed 18 and Rose is out. Hadley's in. Hmm. Um, it's by that finite, uh, you know, wow. both, you know, short. It's amazing. Justin Rose, one of the better players yeah. in, in the game. And um, it was a bad bogey, too. Like, like it was it was an easy par and he butchered it. Um, just just speaks to the pressure that you guys feel. Um, but FedEx Cup, do you are you aware? I mean, are, are you guys aware? Are you, like, are you aware, are you a scoreboard watcher? Are you a leaderboard watcher when you're playing? I am most of the time. There's yeah. the one tournament when I won the U.S. Senior Open. I, Mark says, do not look at the board all day. Give me that. And I went, okay. And then I said, I'll tell right. you when to look. And then on 17, I looked, and I had a five-shot lead, and I went, okay. Oh. So, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> what was your reaction? Well, I went, what? well it shot? was after I hit the green. He wouldn't let me. So I hit this. So 17 right. was really hard, and I hit the green. And uh, he said, all right, you can look. And I saw And I went, whew, that's easy. Yeah. I can get I can get wow. home from here, <laughs> and then I birdied wow. eighteen and one by six. So, <laughs> yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that's that's a nice. We don't we don't have that on the amateur. First off, we don't have leaderboards on the amateur yeah. level. Second, if I if I knew, we we have we have the app. We can look on Golf Genius, and sometimes I just refuse to look. Uh, you know, I don't I don't I don't want to know because that will always affect me. I'm I'm weak minded that way. Um, 
Uh, so yeah, so Wyndham goes down and, and, and Kevin Kisner gets a, a victory, um, in the second playoff hole. Uh, he said he's famous for saying the golf is not, is, they say no hobby. Um, he's one of those down home players like yourself, right? He, uh, just Carolina, South Carolina kid, uh, enjoys his beverages and plays. And, he's a bulldog. And I think he's a bulldog. He's a bulldog. Yeah. And he, he, uh, he has, people have talked about him. Uh, in the past few weeks about Ryder cup and everybody's like, well, he, he hasn't done a whole, you know, he's not done. But you want someone like that it, it, who is a bulldog it, literally it, and, and figuratively on that squad. If he's a captain's pick, he's a good pick because of his attitude. Right. Uh, he also gave a great interview because he was playing somewhere and of course didn't fit his game. And they said, well, you think you can win this week? So that's ah, not a game or of course it really fits my game. Probably not. And the guy goes, so why are you here? He says, they still pay a lot of money for 10. <laughs> so, yeah. then they do. He's I mean, honest yeah, about absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, he's making a living at it and you happen to win. It's great. But how many holes in one do you have, by the way? I lost track at 18. No, I don't. I'm 18 ish. I don't know. 18 ish. Yeah. yeah. We talked with Jumbo last week who's got the two, you know, two. That was ridiculous. Uh, That's unbelievable. Ridiculous. I walked, I came by, I went by the course, uh, Manor Country Club, uh, today, uh, and I saw on Facebook that one of my friends, Daryl Daniels, uh, had another, his fifth, uh, ace. He aced the eighth today. Everybody's got him, but me. It's upsetting. Um, speaking, of, I'm, I'm all over the place, but injuries. So I took a needle to the knee yesterday, uh, a little cortisone shot because we've got competition coming up and I felt a little twinge, had it looked at and the docs didn't see any structural damage. So he said, let's give you a shot. And you know, if it's not better in two weeks, then we'll do an MRI. Yeah. Um, so, but I've got, I've got competition come up this weekend. So I did go chip for a little bit and hit wedges today, a day afterwards, which was dumb. Um, I should have waited at least two, three days. Uh, so I felt it a little bit and now I, I'm icing the hell out of it right now. Um, but I, I laugh because of what us, what, you know, and you're going through it physically too what we do to get on the course and, and play this game that we love is insane. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. yeah my backs, I probably should have, I hate to say it retire about three or four years ago. Cause when my back went out, my game went out. I'm not mm -hmm. having competitive sense, but I just love it so much. And I'm still torturing myself when I feel good. I got hit more balls. And then like yesterday I felt okay. And I, and the weather broke and I went down to the back of the range. I hit a bunch of balls and, and then that night I couldn't even walk. I mean, I couldn't even walk. Okay. And I just, this is ridiculous. My hip hurt so bad coming from the nerve in my back. And, mm -hmm. uh, I still just, and then I go today and I played 13 holes in the pro-am before I went to the doctor <laughs> and, and it was killed me. <clears throat> so I'm waiting for, uh, I'm not for drug free America, by the way. Okay. Cause okay. you need, you need right. drugs later in life. Absolutely. Uh, I won't take a painkiller. Yes. I'll take anti-inflammatories. I yeah, really? I don't like painkillers. They they make me really uh, weird. I just weird weird Loopy. dreams Loopy. loops. Don't know where I am. Okay. So okay. and you, and they're habit forming. Very habit forming. And I I have yes, heard that. I, very. Yeah. I mean, you, you could be yeah. three days on oxycodone and you're addicted. Right. And right. and yeah. I I had I won't do the strong. Yeah, stuff. I did that. I took one when I had my knee replaced. And it was killing me, and I never did it again during that really? whole time. And I had a thumb fused, and I took two because that hurt worse than anything I've ever had in my life. It felt like somebody taking really? a hammer just hammered my 
thumb for, for a week. And I was just like, holy smokes. But I didn't take, I just so scared of them. So, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. the right, I mean, that's the right call. Yeah. That's the right call. I, 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 I don't mind them. Um, I don't do oxycodone, but I've, you know, the Percocets of the well, world that, I've done. Get me too. Muscle relaxers. I will do, uh, every now and again, but, uh, you know, they, the simple drugs knock me out mm-hmm. and I'm just like, yeah, I'll sleep like it's n- nobody's business. Um, so I can't, I can't play with that stuff. Uh, oh. I will do CBD. I'll do CBD before round. Uh, cause we're older and our joints are like, what are you doing? Why, why are you trying to make that move? And I'm like, uh, cause it's a golf move. Um, but it's not listening. I actually got a good story. Um, I just thought of, cause I was playing this, this yeah. is early on when my back started going bad. I'm playing down in Naples with Rocco the first round and my back had been killing me all week. I've been going to Cairo's been going to everybody. So I decided to tee off and my son's caddying for me. And, yeah. uh, I just said, I'll, when I screw up, I'll just walk in. Well, somehow I'm three under through seven holes, but I can barely hit it. And and right. Rocco says, man, I got something for you. I said, oh, I'm sure you do, Rock. What do you got? So I got this pill. So what is it? He says, Vicoprofen. So what the heck is that? He said, Vicodin and Ibuprofen. I said, what's that do to you? He says, in three holes, you won't worry about a thing. Nothing. Zero. I went, okay. So I popped the pill on AT. We're waiting for a ruling on number 11 with I think it was Andrew McGee or it doesn't matter who it was. And all of a sudden I felt my whole body have this like warm flush going through my whole body. Yeah. And I went, right. Rocco, it's happening. And he goes, what? He says, Oh, I feel this morning. He says, oh, you'll feel great. Well, honestly, the 12th tee, I didn't feel anything. My game, I started swinging free. I picked up like 30 yards right. off the tee. So, so I'm on the, this gets funny. So I'm on 17 part five. I couldn't reach it in two. So I had about a 70 yard shot and I'm not a guy that spins the ball a lot and the pins mm-hmm. in the front and I hit this wedge and it hit about two feet short of the hole, lipped out on the way by spun, lipped out on the way by on the other lip comes back off the green about five yards. And normally I was like, what? and I'm going, wow, that was the coolest thing. Did you see that? That was awesome. And my son goes, dad, you're really effing up. I mean, you're really effed up. <laughs> and I go, yep, feels good. Yeah. And then yeah. and Rocco says, you want to take one tomorrow? I go, no, <laughs> yeah. I, know I can't do yeah. that again. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've played against guys who will do some things, you know, some gummies and stuff in our club stuff. And I'm, I just, I laugh because yeah. I'm like, I've got this guy because at some point he just is going to check out right. and it's there's nothing good can come of his game with that. Um, by the way, so you're in Washington. What's the place? What is the town called? I, 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 I wrote Snoqu- it out. Snoqualmie. Snoqualmie. Yeah, it's a TPC. It's some of the most beautiful yeah. scenery you'll ever see. It's gorgeous. Really, you know, really pretty. The Boeing class. It's funny because the yep, front nine, yep. you'd look out into the distance and it looks like the Shenandoah Valley. And it's really, really pretty. And then you look out on the, back nine over Mount Si and the mountains on the other side are Mac Daddy and they're huge. They're not huge mountains, right. but it's, uh, mountains, true mountains. And uh, it's really, really a, one of the most scenic places I've ever been in the world is this area. So it's uh, fun so, to be here. So you guys are there for the Boeing Classic. Mm-hmm. PJ Tours at the Northern Trust. Is that the first playoff, is- right? First yep. playoff, uh, Liberty National Golf Club in Jersey City, New Jersey. And I looked it up. Uh, 
I just want to give you the description of the Have you played Liberty National before at all? Uh, Tom Kite designed it and said, I never designed it thinking they were going to have a tour event there. So, but there is. Right. <laughs> it's built on land. that was once a collection of vacant warehouses sitting on contaminated land. It had been the home of a World War I ammunition dump, storage for carotid oil or corroded oil tanks, and even an operations base for the Gambino crime family. So you know there are bodies everywhere under that. Wow, everywhere. Yeah. Well, if you ever that's not a that's not a, ever make a that's not a hump in the ground. No, that's a body. And and if that's, you ever see a that's, hand come out of the cup and hand give you your ball back, <laughs> I'm out of there. <laughs> Oh, I'm done. Either. Done. Although I give him a yeah, high five. I, there's no chance. I, I don't think you would. I, th I think that you would take your diaper and walk away at that uh, point. Um, depends, sir. If I would depends. Be, I'd be, yes, thank okay. you. I'd be messing mine. Uh, did you watch any of the U.S. amateur at all? The young kids? I only saw very, very little of it. But I'd yeah, it was a cool, cool ending. Uh, James Piot won it, uh, who was the shorter of the two. Uh, the other kid, uh, uh, Austin Greaser drove the ball. He was about 30, 40 yards past uh, Piat, but uh, he was uh, the kid came back. Isn't and that the kid it. with the um, kind of a high pitched voice or worse than mine? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. And <laughs> doesn't have your voice. Uh, he, well, doesn't have your voice. Enough. No. No, he does nope. not. In a world, one man, go. one putter. Uh, he used a $60 garbage putter, as he called it, to win the U.S. Amateur. This is a putter that was his father's. His father put it away in the garage for a long time mm -hmm. and uh they and so he he went back to it during the qualifying and started to work for me he says I'll, I'll i'll just use this somebody asked him why wouldn't you just get one of the you know he's got access yeah. <laughs> to some, some some fine putters and he said i was too cheap to buy a putter um which is a funny answer but a true answer um michigan state kid yep uh who tom Izzo, the basketball coach said this is a basketball this is a golf school now not a basketball school after this kid won it, and they've also had uh, on the ladies' side, a Michigan State uh, player do very well, runner-up in the USA. Wow, the ladies, that's pretty so. good. Um, yeah, it was cool, cool tournament. And obviously, you're talking Oakmont, which is just yeah, I love Oakmont. Uh, you know, greens are I've been greens there. Are hard, brutal, hard, brutal. hard. Yes, uh, brutal. And thankfully, I was there for two days. I stayed in the Larry Nelson suite right off of 18. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was the first day was a, just a holy shit moment. Like, where am I going? What am I doing? Uh, I'm asking the caddy. What, am, what, what do we do? What, where am I hitting this thing? And then the next day was like, I had semi a clue, uh, but the greens were the equalizer. Uh, church pews didn't help either, but the greens were the equalizer with those. Were you there the before the trees or after the trees were taken down? Uh, I was there before the trees were taken down. Okay. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, I can't even imagine what it looks like now. Same thing with, congressional blue which is now opened up to guests um so i'm waiting on that invite from one certain hall of fame coach <coughs> gary Williams. <coughs> gary no. gary Williams. Um, if you're listening if you're listening yeah if, if you're listening uh he's probably he's not nah, he's, he's not uh you need to come back to town and play by the way i would love talk to about this i'd you, love to uh because there's a bunch of folks that want to see you um and I was on another podcast today. It's uh, Capital Golf Gang with Steve Zabin, who is a local radio uh, legend. Um, and on the show, normally, uh, I think I, I filled in for him as Ron Thomas. Oh, uh, your yeah. former your former I like player. Ron. Uh, yeah. Guy. So Steve would like to have all three of us on and 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 go at it. And I said, well, those two, Ron and Fred, together is going to be. <laughs> uh, I don't have to say a word. I can just kind of hang back and and listen. 
Um, but you need to come and visit and play and get you out to Manor and we'll play with our mutual friend, Mr. Ole and a couple of guys. I love Manor. The redo of Manor is really good. Do you remember? Um, I think we've talked about this maybe off air. Uh, and I'll tell it again, if we do the show with, uh, Ron and somebody else, but so you missed the cut at the Kemper. You were not happy. And I had caddied for you in the pro-am for like nine holes. Cause I couldn't carry the bag with the extra bricks in it. Thanks Mark long. Um, <laughs> and you were upset. You missed the cut rightfully. So it's your hometown. You missed the cut. Um, uh, and so on Monday you were at manor in a red cross tournament, beat the pro mm-hmm. on hole number five. Mm-hmm. And you saw me walking up for fairway and you literally yelled at me. Don't come here. Do not come to this tee box. You were joking. We're like, I don't want to see your face anymore. And I'm like, all right, all right, whatever. <laughs> it's beat the pro. And you literally said, whatever you got in your bag, money wise, put it up for the charity. And I said, okay. You know, and it's like beat the pro. And you hit one to like five feet. And I'm like, well, oh, there's just no freaking chance. And the sun was kind of right off the green. So when you look up, you're blinded. And all I remember is I hit my shot. And all I heard from you was, oh, shit. And that thing dropped into like two, three feet. I beat the pro. I took my money and walked away. And you're like, I really don't ever want to see you again. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I, I, I feel better getting thing. beat like that than when I hit something, miss yeah. the green and you all you have to do oh, is hit the green. Absolutely. Hey, I mean, yeah, no question. Uh, yeah, no question. You know, that, and they do the beat, they do the beat the pro on that hole or they do the, you know, make the green on that hole. And as soon as they put up, you know, you, you put up, if you put up a uh, hundred, then you can win 200 mm-hmm. in, in, in golf shop credit. But as soon as you put your money down, that green shrinks. Oh, that's, All you got to do is make the green, and it just shrinks, and it's off. That's, and that's I, what I rarely. That's win what happens in seventeen game. island hole at Sawgrass. Practice yeah. round, it looks big. Yeah. Tournament, it's not big. Uh, right, so I just got a yeah. text from Jason Gore, who hey, I've asked to come yeah. on. Uh, so maybe I'll work out in, in the coming weeks uh, with Jason uh, to come on. He's now part US, of the tour. USGA. Um, Yep. Yes. Right. Right. Um, he's a guy who, uh, and we'll tell a great story about, um, him playing at Manor and then going out and playing Avenel the next year. And He'll take over the whole show. Something. Yes, that, he will. Which yeah, is great. it is. No, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Speaking so, of which, but, that. or did not speaking yes. of which to change it a little bit. So from what I understand, if you remember about 20, probably been 20 years ago, NCAA, we're talking about eventually morphing into a, four mega conferences and we're getting there. Right. It sounds like I was, yeah, it's, you know, with all these teams, getting there. yeah. All the teams moving yeah. around and yeah. it's just going to be two on the East and two on the West and go at it. But would they ever I, change the playoffs to eight teams or 12 teams? For football. Yeah. It's a lot of play for students, yes. but it's a lot of money. They don't, they, they don't care. They, the NCAA does not mm-hmm. care. They do not care. Whatever makes them money, you know, how long did it take for them to uh, agree to the, the name, image, and likeness thing? Right. right? But, I mean, they've been talking about this for 25, 30 years. Same they, thing. I mean, players sued. They sued the NCAA. Like, hey, you're use, you're making money off my jersey, not even the ticket sales to games. My jersey's in your shop, yeah. and it's the most popular jersey, and you're making money off it. I get Zippo. Right. And it took the NCAA that long to, to get to it. So, no, I mean, they'll figure out a way. To, to make that yep. happen. I mean, they might, 
they won't take a, a regular season game away, but they'll 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 figure out a way. They've figured out these playoffs, right? They're, they'll they'll do it. Um, you know, it's, yeah. I, I was I, just thinking what you just said, though. If you had a number one selling jersey in college, mm-hmm. yep. Would you want to stay there longer to make that jersey stay valuable, and instead of turning pro, might want to stay four years? Well, you're not. If you look at that so, at that angle, uh, I don't know. I, I I think a lot of a lot of players will yeah. do that now. Um, a lot of well, a lot of players are signing with companies, mm-hmm. right? So not only is the jersey making the money, it's uh, it's Nike uh, endorsing a, a product, mm-hmm. wearing uh, something. So a lot of guys, and and you know, I do a show with Fred Smoot, the football player, and he's like, a lot of the guys who are not as talented as me were never going to play in the league. Mm-hmm. We knew I was going to the league. I was going to make a lot of bank. But there are a lot of guys who are really, really good college players who now can make a minute yeah. right, in college while doing their craft and earning, getting an education, all of it. And he goes, "Why? It's it's the it's a beautiful thing." And lesser known players, right. um, you know, in, in smaller colleges, you know, some some, you know, you're 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 playing. You're a baller at Monmouth. You're the top guard. Somebody in that town in New Jersey is like, you know what, you know, Joe, Joe, Joe. I won't say Joe Smith because he's because there really is a Joe. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you know, John Doe uh, is a you know he is a fabulous player for our local college team. Um, I'm a car dealer. Let's let's, let's work out let's a market deal, him. Yeah, right? market him. And so now those guys are going to make money, and I I'm, I'm all for it. I, I hope that the lesser sports get a chance. Yeah, you know the Kayla Deckies. You know, in swimming at Stanford, she should, you know, she's already going to make money anyway because she's a Hall of Fame mm-hmm. Olympic athlete. But uh, no, I, I, I'm all for what they're doing. And I think that the NCAA will still figure out a way to make even more and more money because it's ungodly what those guys are making and and, and who's making what. Right. The, the executives are just piling, just, just piling their cash to the mm-hmm. side. Um, so yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see how it works out, but in 10 years, college football will look different. Um, I think the basketball tournament will be different as well. Yeah. I don't Uh-oh. Know. Hello. All right. Calling. That was my, that's sorry about that. I'm turning that off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, a podcast. So yeah, I mean, we can get away it, with it. <laughs> no, you can't. Okay. No, can't. that's exactly right. Okay. I can edit, you edit, I can that edit out? it out. You edit that out. Okay. Yeah. I do a lot of that. Yeah, I do a lot of that. Uh, that was that was actually the guy that uh, money behind uh, Brain Dance. So, oh yes, uh, we never actually mentioned your course's name, which Brain, Brain Dance. Dance. Where did the where did the name came from? Come from? It was already on a topo map when I saw the topo. Uh, had these big block letters said Brain Dance. I go, what's that? He said, that's the name of the property. And I went, that's the name of the golf course. I love that name. Wow. So we're going to yeah. nickname yeah. it. Uh, Welcome to the dance. And I nice. want to get a, I want to get a logo that to me just makes total sense. I hadn't okay. sold it yet, but the players has the, and the figure of Payne Stewart players, simple mm-hmm. logo. Mm-hmm. I want, um, rain picture of Fred Astaire or Gene Kelly dancing in the rain with the umbrella, whatever figure you pick and, and yeah. dance. Gotta be Gene Kelly. Gotta be Gene Kelly. Well, so uh, yeah, Gene Kelly and Dancing I in think Fred Astaire also 
did the he did a skit on it because I looked it up. I think we had this conversation, but I know Gene Kelly was the the main guy. But I'm either way, in the rain singing in the rain. Yeah. Well, then it was okay. Yeah. All right, now you got me all confused, but you get the gist of it. It's a. I right, think but, it was, but he was. You, I mean, you, Gene Kelly was dancing in the rain while singing. Exactly. In the rain. So yes, it wasn't the umbrella. The, familiar pose right. and yes. and people would look at yes. it and say so what's that and you got to explain it and then they go oh that's cool they get it right so you would i like so it. it would i think it'd be really cool to have yeah. that but then you gotta but then you'll have to you know because this is what you have to go through now you'll have to go through the gene kelly foundation and get the okay to use that like yeah or, or give up a, you know all we're also that, worried about the indian concept of it we already which is we don't know but it has a Indian connotation from what we right, heard. Right, so yeah. sure, I don't sure. Brain yeah. dance. Yeah. So yeah. I don't consider that a, but you're not, I don't think we're offending anybody. You're not, correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. You're not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it does. I mean, listen, the Washington football team is down to th three names. They haven't said what, the, what they are, but they're down to three. <laughs> um, That's ridiculous. Uh, it's they're marketing it tremendously. That's they're really doing a smart, smart. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, because their new president, Jason Wright, is so much different than Bruce Allen, who was, uh, I'll be kind, he, he wasn't very good <laughs> at his job and and or dealing with the media. Um, he was a big liar. Uh, but Jason Wright is very forthcoming, and, and it's a breath of fresh air, and he literally responds to you, um, you know, either via email or on Twitter, and, and when he speaks, you're like, oh, eloquent. Yeah. And guy, guy played in the league, but now he's an executive. He's, he doesn't even deal with the football decisions with this team. It's about marketing and it's about, you know, how to change the perception of it. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I still think it's going to be Red Wolves, but I'm not sure. Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera's got the name. I think the name's already been picked. They're doing a good job of stretching this out till 2022, supposedly. Red Wolves? Uh, before the season. Wow. Red Wolves is a Red Wolves is a popular one because of, one, the, the image – that you can make out of it. Um, you keep red in there, hail to the red wolves and change the lingo or the lyrics of the song if you want. Um, so it's, that is a popular one and it's a great fan chant. Mm -hmm. All I can do is howl like a wolf. You know, um, there's red dogs, there's red tails, there's commanders, uh, all kinds of weird stuff. So we'll see. Uh, who knows? I just, I want it to be, I like, I just, I like the red tails. Red tails. I like the red tails. Goes back to uh, the, the Tuskegee, Tuskegee um, which was a great movie yeah. they had. Oh, I love that movie. movie. Yeah, absolutely. They were, I mean, you know, they were phenomenal. Yeah. They right? had a hell of a record. You know? They uh, saved a lot of people's lives. <laughs> right. And in the face of being, you know, spit on yep. and yelled at yep. and treated like dirt. Yeah, it's amazing what, you know, the, the resilience of folks in our country. Yep. And that's what we like. Um, all right, let's get out of here. Uh, I hope that your back holds up this week. Um, and your you know, knee. You need to, and your knee. And my knee, yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to be smart and be off of it tomorrow. Uh, and like I said, I'll Friday I might chip a little bit. Um, and then we'll we'll play on Saturday in a match uh, at uh, – um, where am I at? Valley, Maryland. I'm at Hayfield's Country no. Club. N never played Hayfield. Played there? You played there? You nope. played there. No. Nope. Hayfield's really good track. Um, they've had the tournament there before. A, they had a senior event. The Constellation yeah. Energy. Yeah, the Constellation Energy Classic yeah, yeah. was there. Um, uh, and it's a nice, it's a nice, it would have been the site of my greatest uh, round of golf until my boss called me off after 15 holes when I was four under. Mm -hmm. It's another story. Yeah. I'm not bitter. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, so I'm going to try to line up Jason Gore for the coming weeks. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, and you, so folks that are listening don't know. So t- Fred texts me and goes, I'm just terrible at asking people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the big deal? You're a likable guy. No, people no, like you. No, I, they wanna... I, I just hadn't been hadn't been convenient here recently. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and well, the time, time change time and everything change. else. Yeah, and then I was off to the doctor today, and I didn't know that I was going to do that. So ask the doctor yeah, to come on. Yeah. That's all simple. I mean, you know, let's talk about back injuries. That's fine. I can ask him, why wouldn't you get Fred a shot? Yeah, he told me. Yeah, I know. I think he wanted to hit me, actually. <laughs> For other reasons. <laughs> so all right, that's the Hawkeye right. chick. You have been listening to Terps on the T. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.